We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Monday Roto Wired Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, please give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me at JakeSki52. To start things off, Chris, big news with the Araldus Chapman trade. Uh, of course, heading over from the Yankees over to the Cubs. I mean, that has a lot of season-long implications, of course, demoting Hector Rondon, likely to a setup man once the deal and everything goes through. Also, the value of guys like Andrew Miller might might move up for for New York. Uh, Dylan Betances is even someone that I would still try to buy low on in case they ship Miller as well, another tradable asset there. Uh, your initial reaction to that, not too surprised? or Not too surprised with it, really. I mean, mm-hmm. He's uh, a good fit they, in Chicago, right? Yeah, I mean, he's they really... Rondon had been struggling a little bit recently, so mm-hmm. they really he, he's a guy that can come in and shut the door in the ninth inning, and that's I mean the Cubs Cubs have the money to support the contract, and mm-hmm. it seems to be it seems to be a good fit all the way around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I still don't think the Cubs are done. They could still stand to maybe add a little bit of bullpen help and and get things rolling there. So that's always uh, always good news there to do that. I mean, look at the defending Ro- World Series champions, the Royals stellar back end of the bullpen there so I can see what the Cubs are doing and understand where they're coming from here but let's get on to the uh yeah I guess the meat and potatoes of the podcast they were talking about the Monday 
daily slate of action, a lot of evening games to take a look at tonight. And, uh, I mean, general observation here, I noticed a little bit of pricing adjustment on FanDuel's end here. You've got some pitchers that are a little bit cheaper and kind of a general inflation of hitters. But, of course, we're going to help all our listeners today find some of the exceptions to those rules, something to look at. So let's start out, Chris, with our cash game pitchers. The three top pitchers on the slate are going to be Jake Arietta. Noah Syndergaard and Drew Pomeranz here. If you're going to start a 50-50, you're double up, you want to be safe in your cash game, who are you turning to tonight? I'm going to go with Noah Syndergaard at 10,100 against the Cardinals. The the St. Louis has a 21.7% strikeout rate over the past two weeks. That's top 10 in the league. Uh, he's His most recent start against the Cubs convinced me that Syndergaard's able to pitch through that arm issue, the bone spur, without too much, uh, with while still being an effective pitcher, so I, I believe that that's not really going to be a huge issue for him. And uh, the Mets are actually the third largest favorites on the slate today. Obviously, they're not the highest, but it's still minus one seventy nine, pretty hefty favorite there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking at it, uh, the top tier. You got Jake Arrieta up there. He kind of scares me a little bit just because of the. Uh, the last few starts, he has had a few shaky starts in there. So, um, But Syndergaard, for the most part, he has a pretty decent floor, is relatively high, and there's always a high strikeout potential with him every time he comes out. And But the, the weather in that, there is a chance for some weather impact in that game. So if, if that uh, is the case, you may want to stick away from him, may want to keep that in mind when you're looking at that. Mm-hmm. So, um, But uh, I have a backup pick, I guess, of more of Aaron Sanchez in that against the Padres. He's probably my second favorite option on the slate today, and he's actually with the the Blue Jays. They are the biggest favorite of the day at minus 260. So, Yeah, big-time favorite. Yes, you don't see are, that very often. They are huge favorites in that game. He has Colin Ray as the opposing pitcher, so you you got to like his win potential there. And he's been good overall. So that th- those two, uh, and I believe Sanchez is at 9,600 on the day, so he's... A little cheaper than Syndergaard, but I, I, Syndergaard, if the weather holds, I still like him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do like Sanchez as a pick in cash games. I think you can't go wrong. I think you and I can both agree that we're going to fade Drew Pomeranz tonight. The, the Tigers are very, very right-handed heavy in the entire lineup, so although you get Pomeranz a lefty, I mean, the price is just a little bit too rich for my blood at 10100 So you got to pick between Thor and Pomeranz. I think Thor is the clear-cut choice and Sanchez gets in there I'm gonna go ahead and make a case for Jake Arrieta though I know you're a little bit worried uh, after some of the recent shaky starts here but overall I mean the the, the real shaky ones were leading up to the all-star break he bounced back on the 19th against the Mets here through seven innings of one run ball and struck out eight looking a lot more like the Jake Arrieta of old so maybe he just needed a little bit of rest and he goes against the Cubs or I'm sorry a White Sox team here you got the crosstown rivals the factor with that game and just uh I I really do think he's back on track, and and the real attractive thing about this is normally he's up over eleven thousand, almost approaching Kershaw t- territory, dare I say. But at eleven, or I'm sorry, at ten thousand six hundred, he brings you an opportunity to get some value. So I think he's about as safe as it gets, and it's looking sunny in Chicago as opposed to the rain risks kind of going on um, in 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 New York and and in Boston. I guess if you go Pomeranz, of course Sanchez the safest pick there in the dome. But Arietta, I think you need to make a case for him in cash games here. Let's shift our discussion over to the hitters on the slate. You're going to see a lot of expensive hitters today, Chris. And uh, you're going to have to pick out some stacks, but they're starting to get a little bit pricier. But to kind of prime us for some stack ideas, I want to run down the highest over-unders of the day. You've got 
Uh, Mengden and the Athletics at Martin Perez and the Rangers. The over-under on that is 10.5. Then you've got that Tigers-Red Sox games. Even though it's a Verlander-Pomeranz matchup, the over-under there is 10. Then, of course, we have the Rockies uh, with lefty Jorge De La Rosa on the mound against the Orioles. Um with Giovanni Gallardo on the mound here. Now, Camden Yards, of course, it's no Coors Field, but it definitely is hitter-friendly. So I think, personally, if I'm looking to stack, I like people on both sides of the bat, uh, or both sides of the uh, game of the Baltimore-Colorado game. Um, I'm also a big fan of Rangers lefties tonight, picking on Daniel Mengden and the A's here. Are, are you on board with those stacks? Do you have any other ones that uh, you need to, or do you want to just get into the hitters and we'll deduce it from there? Uh, the only one, I actually have a couple athletics going the other side couple of guys that have very good splits against lefties that uh, could be decent uh, option to stack in there. Isn't yeah, it? so I think uh, moral of the story here is you want to go out and get yourself a piece of that A's-Rangers as well as that Tigers-Red Sox game. You want to have at least some sort of uh, action in there. I'm sorry, uh, Rockies-Orioles as well. So you want to at least find yourself a piece in some of those. And we have a lot of different lineup fillers that we can work with you here. But let's start behind the plate, Chris, at the catcher spot. Who are you looking at tonight? The catchers I'm looking at, I, I really had a little bit of trouble settling on catcher, but I did go mm-hmm. with Victor Martinez, 2,900 against Pomeranz. He's, mm-hmm. He still owns an OPS over 800 against lefties this season, and he's showing some signs of life recently. He has reached base in each of his last four games, and he does have 17 home runs on the year. So eventually he's going to get another one, and it and he could take advantage of the green monster. I could see that mm-hmm. happening uh, happening. Monday night, and uh, so he's at 2,900, still a decent value. Pomeranz has been good this year, but he, I mean, I, I still, I feel like Victor Martinez is a good enough hitter that he can overcome that, and I, I think there's still a lot of room for value there at 2,900. And the uh, the other guy I was looking at a little bit is Derek Norris, 2,400 against Sanchez. Uh, I'm not totally hmm. sold on the pick, but he gives you a guy with home run power, has 12 on the year. He's in a hitter-friendly environment, and he's a little sneaky on the base pass. He does have five stolen bases on the year, so <laughs> he gives you both uh, both parts of that that impact uh, daily fantasy a lot, both home runs and stolen bases. And Sanchez has allowed nine on the year, so there's some again value potential mm-hmm. there at 2,400 for Derek Norris on the night. Absolutely. I mean, if you need to punt the catcher position and are not using Aaron Sanchez. I probably wouldn't put Sanchez and Norris in the same lineup, but if you need to punt the position, I think there's Norris is a perfectly acceptable option here. Just looking at the catcher position from top to bottom, you got Posey at 4,200. Yeah, I guess I could see making that pick. Somehow Tony Walters checks in at 3,400. I don't know if I would trust that. I would probably go to Lucroy at 3,400, but I'm going to go down a couple more to Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. I really like him against Miguel Gonzalez. I know he's not a left but him and any other lefties, I mean, Rizzo's priced way up there, but anyone that you want to pick on against Miguel Gonzalez, uh, go nuts uh, for the Cubs. So Contreras at 3,200, I think is a pretty safe play, especially with the way that he started out lately. I mean, uh, he hasn't taken a zero pretty much ever, and then he mixes in a few games where he might be able to, he's a power threat and is a pretty consistent hitter. So I think 3,200 Contreras is a safe play for cash games. I also don't mind uh, Wellington Castillo tonight against uh, the Brewers. You get the uh, you get the Diamondbacks in, a, in another hitter-friendly environment and, uh, of course, going against former Diamondback Chase Anderson. So Wellington Castillo, 2,800, is an option to look at here. Now, Chris, let's look over at the first base side of things. This seems to be the position that is the most greatly 
affected by FanDuel's recent hitter price inflation. We see David Ortiz at the very top of the list, uh, 5300 I mean, he's approaching the price of a pitcher here. Is there any way you could pay up for him, or are you going to look down the list and try to find uh, some more modest options? Because, I mean, just looking at the top three, Ortiz, 5300 Edwin Encarnacion, 4800 Anthony Rizzo, although I think he's a great pick at 4000 you're not going to get him there. He's 4700 So uh, what are your thoughts on there? Are you going to the top tier, or are you uh, going to move down the list a little bit? Yeah, I've dipped down the list a little bit into the lower threes. There's a couple guys at the same price that are both pretty good. I think uh, Joey Votto at 3300 mm-hmm. going against Jake Peavy. He has a, over 1,700 OPS in the past week, and in that sample size is three home runs and a stolen base. Uh, he's been making better contact. He just one strikeout in the past week in 17 at-bats and four and 29 over the past two weeks versus he's actually had a 28.5% strikeout rate this year. So – He's definitely making better contact of late, and he has a decent history against uh, PV as well. He's 3-for-10 with a couple of doubles in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I like Joey Votto at 3,300, and I also like Miguel Cabrera at the same price. He, they're Ooh. both at 3,300 on the day. Yeah. So both of those I could find uh, plenty of value at 3,300 in that matchup. And uh, the other one I was looking at is a little cheaper, 2,700 Justin Morneau going against Arietta. Um, he has a good hit history against Ariadne. He has five hits and two extra base hits in 14 at-bats. Uh, he's, he's been pretty decent since debuting with the, with the White Sox earlier this month. And the games at USLA Field, which is uh, definitely a little more hitter-friendly environment than it would be if it was at Wrigley. So, um, and you're getting a, a relatively cheaper, a cheaper corner infield if you, if you want it. And I feel like Morneau has, has decent value. He paid off some people uh, last Friday, I believe, in the Rotowire Expert. Or that might have been two weeks ago. I'm not sure which yeah, one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was last Friday. Where, was last where, Friday. Morneau, where, where a lineup of McCullers, Morneau, Hamilton, and Kemp would have won you uh, a nice chunk of change there. So I'm definitely with you. I could see that. I'm probably fading him just because I plan on using Arietta a lot. But I really like your Votto pick, Chris. I think uh, somehow him and Cabrera weren't. Did, they did not fall victim to the price inflation, so I think you need to look at that and take advantage. Votto provides plenty of value at 3300 Now he is. This game's going to be played at AT and T Park, which is a little bit unforgiving to left-handed hitters. But I could still see him smacking a couple of doubles out there, especially off Jake Peavy, who I don't really think has a whole lot left there. Um, I can't really knock anybody that wants to play Paul Goldschmidt at Miller Park tonight, especially against his former teammate with the platoon advantage. So uh, go for that if you can pay up, but he'll be 4,200. And then, of course, you mentioned a couple BVP splits in your first base analysis, but I think the batter versus pitcher matchup of the day, quote-unquote, that's going to be Albert Pujols at 3,300. In his career against Ian, Ian Kennedy, he's 4 for 10 with three home runs. So that pretty much, I mean, he's on pace that kind of pace is a homer game. So if he can keep that up, uh, he'll really have to knock it out because they'll be playing at the Kaufman. But uh, something to think about if you like the BVP matchups here. Uh, Chris, what about second base? There's a lot of interesting options tonight. The top tier is getting uh, pretty hefty here with Kinsler at 4,300 and Odor at 4,200. Zobrist at 4,200 as well here. Uh, is this another place where you think you could find some value here on Monday night? Yeah, I've been looking down at the value. One of those matchups that I uh, did like was Devin Travis. He's getting mm-hmm. Colin Ray in Toronto. He's had double-digit point FanDuel point totals in three of his last six games. 
and he hasn't gone deep recently, so I can see him being due for a home run. I, I just I can feel that he's got power to do so, and it's it's one of the best matchups of the night in terms of uh, pitcher matchup, prob- possibly the best. So mm-hmm. I, I you're getting him at twenty seven hundred. I can see that being a plenty of room for value in that matchup there. Yeah, right on. I mean, Travis was one of the players I considered here, but the chalkiest play I think that is almost going to be too hard for me to pass up in any lineup is got to be jerks and profile at 2400 somehow these rookies just aren't subject to the price inflation here so he sticks around to 2400 and i think he's versatile enough to bat in the leadoff spot again now he's done this uh, a few times over the past week getting starts as the dh of course we've got that prince fielder neck injury so the dh spot has opened up quite a bit and then i mean he can get starts at second he can get starts at he's got to start at short last week he can start at third so there's a lot of ways he can play and he seems to be uh potentially uh, a more I don't want to say permanent, but he's getting more leadoff spots lately. So check the rotowire.com lineups page. If you see Profire at the top of that order, I would put him in every lineup at 2,400. Again, it's a left-handed bat against Daniel Mengden and the A's. So I, I like all Rangers lefties, but Profire has definitely got to be my play tonight. I, I think he's probably you're going to find him heavily owned, so there could be some profit in fading him. But at the same time, I think, uh, I, I think it, it would be too costly to not use Profire tonight here. Let's head on over to the hot corner, Chris. Third base, generally a spot where you want to stack up your lineup with some power here. Uh, any picks stand out to you tonight? Yeah, there's a couple of them that I was looking at. Uh, the higher-priced one actually is Adrian Beltre at 3,200 against Mengden. I like I like him. He has a 950 OPS over the last week, five extra base hits, including a home run, and his first Getting triple hot. of the season. First triple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not, his old legs don't have, uh, don't have the gas that they used to. Mm-hmm. Um but he does have also have a 795 OPS at home this year, and he's ha- he had success against Mengden earlier in the season, two for three, and obviously it's a very small sample size, can't take much from it, but mm-hmm. he did have some success against him earlier this year. Uh, another guy a little cheaper, this is where my A's stack comes in a little bit. Uh, you have Danny Valencia at 2,700 against Martin Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has dramatic splits against lefties this season, over 1,000 OPS versus just a 728 against righties. Uh, he he also has a 993 OPS away from the Coliseum in Oakland, and he is three for ten with two RBIs and two stolen bases against Martin Perez in his career. So mm-hmm. even though Mar- Martin Perez is a lefty, he isn't uh, immune to having base runners run on him. So that's uh, those are the two third basemen that I'm mm-hmm. highlighting for Monday's games. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with Beltre. I, I think there's a little hit or miss factor with Beltre. You know, he could, it's it's boomer bust. So I think he makes a good GPP play. Uh, if you are going to use, say, a top price pitcher such as Thor or Arietta, I think Valencia is a perfect way to clear up the salary relief necessary to get yourself one of those top tier pitchers. At 2,700, you can't go wrong at all. But if you're playing it risky and want to go with a cheap pitcher and need to, uh, and need to want to price up at the third base spot, Again, I keep going to these Diamondbacks at Miller Park, but I'm a fan of Jake Lamb, a lefty again against a former teammate. And, uh, you know, unlike how I mentioned AT&T is unforgiving to lefties, uh, Miller Park is uh, 
will potentially get these guys a little bit of a power boost here. So, I mean, if you can afford it, I, I can see doing some lineups with Goldschmidt and Lamb tonight. I do like Lamb at 3,600, but I just don't know how much I'm going to actually use him at 3,600 when an option like Valencia is right right there waiting for me, staring me in the face at 2,700. So I think Valencia is probably the safe play at third base tonight, a good cash game play against the lefty, and helps you with some salary relief as well because you don't really get that much upside out of a sub-$3,000 third baseman uh, really ever. Um, but what about the shortstop spot, Chris? There's a, uh, you know, I didn't see a ton of price inflation at shortstop here. There's only, uh, I'm not sure if there's, there's one shortstop that's $4,000. That's Jonathan Villar of the Brewers. After that, everybody's 3,500 or less. So uh, what are your thoughts on that spot this evening, Chris? That's uh, the other part of my Oakland A's team there. We have uh, Marcus Semyon at 3,200 going against Martin Perez as well. He has just one hit in his past five games, plus 3,200 price tag. I could see that scaring away some people, but um, I think it's time to take advantage of it, especially given his splits against lefties. Uh, much like Valencia, he actually has a, a 937 OPS and 10 home runs and 88 at-bats against Southpaws this year. Uh, and he's got plenty of power, 20 home runs total, and he's another guy that has the ability to steal bases. And as I said, Martin Perez is, again, another guy that's, even though he's left-handed, he's not immune to allowing the stolen base from time to time. So uh, I could see Mar- uh, Marcus Semyon giving plenty of value still at 3,200. Uh, and then the other one I have looking, I'm have i looking at is uh, Troy Tulowitzki, another part of that Blue Jays, 2,800 against Colin Ray. He's riding a nine-game hitting streak going into the contest, and he, again, has that same favorable matchup as, as Devin Travis does. Um, the game's in Toronto, and it's certainly one of the better hitting ballparks in, in baseball, and uh, he's in the middle of a strong order, so I don't really see much of a downside to that pick if you're, really, if you're looking for some more salary relief at uh, middle infield to go with, with some of those higher-priced pitchers. Yeah, we've got a lot of th- positions and players that we agree on today, Chris, and Tulo being one of them at 2,800. I think he's a great spot against Colin Ray there. It gets the home matchup. I, I still think he's just a little bit too cheap. That's been almost the theme of the podcast this year. Uh, the other one I like, if you can afford it, I'm a big fan of Trevor's story. He stayed hot through the weekend, and he gets Giovanni Gallardo at Camden Yards. I mean, not Coors Field, but not too far off either as far as, you know, ballpark factors helping the hitters there so story at 3400 i still think he's underpriced of course you might have to make some other sacrifices there um, and of course that baltimore game looking a little bit rainy we'll do a complete weather recap before we wrap up today but before we do that how about outfielders today chris now i've got a couple high price and a couple low price options picked out there. i think there's a lot to like because Outfield didn't necessarily suffer the same inflation that day that that a lot of the other uh, positions did. Now we've got Ian Desmond at five thousand. He's the top outfielder. Excuse me on the night, and I can't really knock someone who wants to play a lefty against Mangdon. Uh, I mean, the guy's been pretty hot lately. He did get goose eggs in two games against uh, in, in the Royals series here, but uh, back-to-back 30-point games to close out the Angels series. So Desmond at 5000 I could see it, but that's just a little bit too much of a price tag for me unless you're going out with the all-out Rangers stack here. But if you're moving down the list, Chris, who are you liking? Yeah, I moved down the list a little bit to a 3700 price tag with Carlos Gonzalez going Boom. against Gallardo. He's uh, he's a 1000 cheaper than he was on Sunday, and that's the Coors Field effect, I'm pretty sure. Now he's mm-hmm. not there, and the price has dropped. And uh, you're definitely getting the away-from-Coors-Field discount with that one. And Baltimore is still a hitter-friendly ballpark. And Gonzalez mm-hmm. has been hot at the dish recently, another six-game hitting streak, uh, over 1,000 OPS in the last seven days. And he has a good 
and he has a good history against Gallardo. Seven for 17 with a home run and two doubles. So I see a lot of factors working in his favor. That's uh, That would be my top price pick. And then I go down a little bit to 3,300. We have Trumbo on the other side of that game going against Jorge De La Rosa. He has a good career numbers versus left-handed pitching. And he's three for six against De La Rosa with two home runs in the, in his career. So that's, again, another good uh, BVP matchup there. And uh, he has 16 home runs and 187 at-bats at home this year. And the price is reasonable, probably because he has struggled a little bit recently, but he's gone deep twice in the past three games, so he seems to be turning it around at the plate. Yeah, Cargo big time tonight. I'm all over him. The biggest threat to Cargo not uh, not producing tonight, I think, outside of maybe the weather, is him getting scratched and traded before the game because we do got the trade deadline coming up next week. Of course, uh, you know, unlikely that that happens, but uh, today with your DFS lineup and all, but maybe likely that happens this week. Who knows? You can't really predict some of that stuff. But, yeah, a hitter-friendly ballpark in Camden Yards and a hitter-friendly pitcher in Giovanni Gallardo, so there's a lot to like there. Uh, I also like your Trumbull pick. That was one of the first ones that stood out to me Um Big time, just the matchup against De La Rosa. I, I don't know how he's still really <laughs> consistently a starting pitcher in the league. Of course, some of the numbers are affected by the Coors Field status there, but uh, Trumbo should be able to take that lefty deep tonight. Of course, as long as that game's being played, we're looking like a small weather factor. Again, we'll recap at the end there. If you're look, looking at low press price guys, though, I think you can find value in Justin Upton against Drew Pomeranz at 2600 I think that's a pretty cheap price. You can also find value in uh, Smolinski here uh, as part of your A stack. He's been getting a lot more playing time um, since Billy Burns got sent down. And then we have Reddick, who's another trade candidate there. So I don't mind going Smolinski. And if you got to punt an outfield spot, you can do a whole lot worse than Conforto. Uh, for the Mets here, just 2,200. Now that he's back up with the team, he should be getting starts. He he hit the cover off the ball in AAA, of course, PCL, a bit of a launching pad, uh, but it looks like some of his early season woes might be behind him. So if you got a spot, punt a spot, Conforto's a perfect way to go at 2,200, right? Yeah, he was another one I had highlighted. He, he's really been weighed down by his left-handed splits this year. He still owns an 868 OPS against righties, and that's where all 10 of his home runs have come against right-handed pitching. So mm-hmm. with a righty, he's still effective. With a lefty, avoid him at all costs. Yeah, I mean, it's against Carlos Martinez, so a pretty tough pitching yes. matchup. But you got a fastball pitcher against a fastball hitter, ideally. And, uh, I mean, the biggest threat to that game might be weather. We'll get there in a moment here. But MLB season is here and that means daily fantasy baseball's back go to fanduel.com to play now building a team is easy just pick your players stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win entry fees start at just one dollar so anyone can play that is fanduel.com one of the speaking of entry fees starting at just one dollar i really do like the uh the mlb bunt that's one of my favorite ones to enter because it's just a buck and there's fifteen thousand entries so a lot of prize money up for grabs here and it's single entry too so you don't have to worry about the guys that are are putting in 500 different lineups to cover all all your bases it's everybody putting forward their best singular lineup in the bunt here so uh gotta love your chances of winning in that contest well i mean it is a tournament so of course by nature less chance than a 50 50 but a great way to uh, cash out the top prize in that contest is a thousand bucks so that's not bad for a monday night turn a buck into a grand here but let's move on if you're going to enter a contest like the bunt here chris a one dollar tournament uh, gpp you're gonna have to set yourself apart from the field by maybe using a little bit of a riskier pitcher here Uh, if you're going to try to do that who are you turning to yeah i'm going to use the example of risk on this the probably the one of the 
top riskiest pitchers. Michael Pineda at 8,100 against the Astros. He's a light underdog in the game, but he's a guy with high strikeout potential. The Astros also have struck out at a 23.7% clip against right-handed pitching this season, and there's definitely room for a bust here. So you need to be willing and have a, a heart willing to risk that because mm-hmm. uh, while Pineda has topped 50 twice in his last four starts, he has also scored just 18 in the other two. So mm-hmm. you do have room. There's definitely a chance for a bust in this, but he does have high upside and not as heavy underdog as some of the other pitchers on the slate. Mm-hmm. So uh, he has also has a decent track record against the Astros outside of a couple of hitters. And uh, weather sh- won't be an issue in this game as it's uh, in a dome. So uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that. And it's away from Yankee Stadium, so it's a little little better because Yankee Stadium generally is, is one of the hit, more hitter-friendly ones. Houston's still a little... Is still decent for hitters, but uh, it's I would say Yankee Stadium is a little better in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, Pineda, he is a risky pick, but I, I definitely see in a tournament, you want to win a tournament, he's a guy with a lot of upside. Yeah, absolutely. I think you summarized that very well. I think people are going to stay away from him because he's going up against Keiko, who's maybe looked a little bit better lately, but I think you could do a lot worse for tournaments. I mean, Astros are... Our favorite in this game looks like about minus 138 where I'm looking now, but that's not huge for a home favorite when your supposed ace is on the mound here. And, I mean, Pineda, I wouldn't necessarily use the last dollar in your FanDuel account on him, but I think he makes a great, just a great chance because if he is good, he's real good, and he can help you out while freeing up some salary. I'm going to free up another $800, and I can't really believe that I'm recommending this in 2016. But I would take a look at Jeremy Hellickson of the Phillies going to Miami, facing Jared Cozart here. Cozart just added to the rotation here after Yan Chen lands on the disabled list. And, I mean, Hellickson pretty much, I mean, he tore, I don't want to say tore up, but he pitched incredibly well against in his last time out, and that was against the Marlins, of course. Eight innings of one-run ball, is solo homer, really the only damage there. Eight strikeouts, his highest total since May 30th. And, I mean, the biggest question with Hellickson, who sports a 3.84 ERA and 116 whip, the biggest question with him is, is he going to get any run support from this Phillies offense? That's been the struggle all year long. But Hellickson is really a guy that is pitching to get traded to a contender at this point. I mean, he's trade bait. He's not. He's 29, and I think the book's out on him. He's had you know some some major surgery in the past. You know, he's not a prospect, but he is a a, a viable piece that can be added to rotations if he's on. So he's pitching to go ahead and get himself traded to a contender. And who? What better opportunity to do that? I mean. The Marlins have even been on the list of potential people that have been considering uh, making a move for Hellickson. So, you know, it is very risky. He does have his blow-up starts. There's no doubt about that. And he's been a little homer-prone. But overall, I think the Marlins kind of land right in the middle of the pack and weighted on base percentage over the last 14 days, striking out at about 20% over the last few weeks. So good but not great. And kind of the same thing with Hellickson. If he can somehow squeak and pitch deep into this game... I think there's a decent chance he returns value in a tournament. Maybe not the same upside as Pineda, but also $800 less. So I think there's a case to be made for, for Hellickson tonight. Am I crazy for recommending Hellickson in 2016? Uh, I think it's okay. It's, it's a decent pick. I probably am not going to go with him, but uh, you do have at least another things. Uh, it is in Miami, and that is a little more pitcher-friendly ballpark. So you do have that working in your, factor, or in your favor along with a few other factors. So there's still a chance... 
Obviously, he's facing Miami second time in a row, and he did have success against them recently, but sometimes that actually can backfire because hitters get to face the same pitcher. Mm-hmm. They've seen the pitcher recently. Sometimes that actually favors the hitters, but uh, I mean, it's definitely a risky play, but he's shown to have success against the team that he's facing, so mm-hmm. there's there's always the there's always an upside. So. Yeah, also the Phillies a little bit banged up. I mean, they just were getting hit. I mean, Franco hit in the wrist, Rupp hit in the head over the weekend against the Pirates. I'm surprised no fights broke out there, but yeah, that's a side note. If you need a punt play, Brandon Shipley's only 5,700. Goes against uh, Milwaukee at Miller Park. Very risky. Very a whole lot of blowout potential there. But you know his price is going to be low because of uh, essentially being the rookie making. Uh, I think it's his first start of the year this year. I can't see anything else. Well, I guess there were. I'm sorry. There's one. Well, I guess they they're throwing spring training starts in the game log here. But Shipley's only 5,700. If you want to punt the pitcher position, again, not advisable in cash games, but maybe something you want to consider in tournaments. Well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Daily Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of complimentary access. Now's the perfect time to go ahead and make your first FanDuel deposit because RotoWire access includes everything. So you're going to get the rest of the baseball season, all our premium tools to help you set those daily lineups, as well as uh, NFL draft kit season. I mean, Drafts are just around the corner for fantasy football, so now's the perfect time to take advantage of six months of Rotowire and get a little bit of overlap there here. Otherwise, if you want to give it a shot first, uh, you can check it out on your own by going to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. For Chris Benzine on Twitter, at Crispy272002. I'm Jake Letarski at Jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with John McKechnie and I. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.